Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Simply Soccer. I'm your your host, Michelle Hooting, and of course, my co-host is Christian Conway. Happy to be back in the saddle after last week's miss. Yeah, it's good to hear you again. Yeah, I was excited to have him back on, although it was very lovely to have Allison, and we thank her again. And once again, that episode is timeless, so I highly recommend. The only update since then is we beat San Jose. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It- you know, this is uh, Charlie Bone, uh, Charles Bone uh, just put up an article out on uh, MLSsoccer.com that I, I think is kind of is the crux of this game, which is the Galaxy are no longer that kind of the Galaxy are gritty now. And I think this was a gritty win. I mean, you go down, you know, you're down one nil, you're down two, you know, two one. I mean, and we'll, we'll get into the to the kind of the, the meat and bones of this. But just, you know, this team showed a little bit of something we haven't. Uh, back and win it sorry you cut out there for a second could you repeat uh, that yeah well, I, I apologize uh i mean this 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 team goes down you know two times goes you know down one nil down two one and yet still pushes through and it's it's something that we haven't seen from this team in a very long time and it, it is it, it's exciting to be a part of it to you know necessarily the most beautiful flowing passing moves i mean they're getting the job done and that's that's the most important thing I did still think that it was messy. I thought that, you know, the defending was poor. Um, just to get into it, that first goal, the G's go down early. That's that's normal. You know, I think I think that unfortunately that happens uh, to the Galaxy. You know, it's it's just about how are they going to react. And and I do think that this team did react well. Um, you know, San Jose put that pressure and then on the set piece, Legit, you know, got his free kick um, and Steras was able to equalize it unmarked in the box once again. Um, you know, that second goal with Felcher, I just thought that was just poor defending. You know, he allowed a 16-year-old to run around him. I mean, it looked like Felcher had led for legs once again. Yeah, yeah. he gets burned by a 16-year-old kid. It's kind of the big... Uh, I guess the headline in that, in that, in the plan, the second goal. I mean, I will say it, it's, it's a, a fantastic strike. Um, I mean, not a lot of players are ever going to defend that, you know, but still, I mean, if you're Rolf Felcher has got to be looking at that film and, and wondering how he got absolutely burned by a 16 year old kid. That's a, that's a serious area of concern, but you to know, me, it was goal, just I mean, that there was too much space. I really do think that there was just too much space on the second goal, but go ahead on that first goal. Go. Well, well, uh, well, we can go back to the second goal real quick, but I mean, just Rolf's got to commit there. Like Rolf has to put a challenge in there, at least, you know, off, you know, off, you know, get 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 that sixteen year old off balance. Like, I mean, you, you can't just let a sixteen year old cross you like that and then mm-hmm. give him an open shooting like that. I mean, it's, it's just that's basic stuff. And you know, the two goals they can see tonight. You know, the, the first was a little bit more concerning to me than the second. I think the second, you know, y- yeah, Rolf Filcher in that goal in that moment is that's serious concern. But I mean, you know, the fact of the first goal is that no one's tracking the back post run and uh, questions really or uh, Vaca. Um, I apologize. I'm, I'm not great with uh, George and, I, and his, his last name is pretty difficult. But Vaco, I mean, like being unmarked at the back post. And yeah, you could argue that Julian Araujo probably could have done a little bit better. But I mean, the fact of the matter is they get to the touchline and Vaco's got, you know, acres and acres of space. That's a serious concern. But, you know, with the Galaxy in terms of, you know, the equalizer, I, we're a set piece team. This is a dangerous team on set pieces between Dupuy and Sterez and even, mm-hmm. you know, occasionally Rolf Filcher. But they've got a lot of tall guys in, in the box there. So, you know, but that's the thing about this team is that they're going to, you know, they they don't 
you know, like you said, they're gritty, and that's a good thing. You know, this this is a good place for the Galaxy to be, and I mean, this is a gritty win. Like, this isn't a win where you know we're talking about some you know eighteen pass move that the Galaxy finish, and it's amazing and wonderful and it's gorgeous. It's sometimes you have you know just sometimes you want it more, and it was clear that the Galaxy wanted it more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and you know that Cali Classico is always going to be a great match. Um, and, and indeed, this did not disappoint. And it was, you know, six months since the Galaxy had been at home. And I know that right now, home field, home field advantage feels like not really a thing. But, but I, I definitely think, I definitely think that being being back at Dignity Health Sports Park really, really, on top of having beaten LAFC in in their stadium, I think it was. Hey, we we want to be kings of California, and look, we pulled it off. Yeah, and I mean this. You, know, what 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 we said we needed to see out of out out of, after the Orlando tournament with this team was just some level of positive energy, and it really does look like they're mm. they. It looks like they believe in themselves, and that's like you know in Orlando they, they they didn't seem to have this air of belief and like almost playing for one another. Like they just it, it felt like a collection of individuals that had no real cohesive shape and form. And now like between the LAFC game and, you know, and the San Jose game, I think you're starting to see that they're, they're fighting for one another. And that's a, you know, that's important. And that, and that feels good to watch on the field. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I enjoyed watching, watching this match. Um, you were going to say something about that first goal. Well, as I said, it was, you know, it, it, the problem is that, you know, that that's the first goal they concede is a galaxy is the typical galaxy goal, which is that just, uh, or, or, you know, someone blows coverage and, and, you know, Vaco's in alone. And, you know, I think unfortunately for, for as good as he's been over 180 minutes, you know, I, I think you can really blame Julian Araujo for conceding the first goal. Cause he's got to mm-hmm. be aware enough. He's got to be aware enough to mark that guy and know that trailing runs coming to the box. But I mean, when you look at like, I, the thing is I'm okay with Julian Araujo making that mistake because it's a young player mistake, right? Like, Maybe mm-hmm. two years more in the league, Julian Araujo has the experience and the knowledge and the sense to read that run coming in. You know, he—I don't think he's there yet, just as a player, because I think he's still so young. You know, so I, I'm not necessarily—I I don't know how to like. I'm not necessarily horribly, you know, in arms about that goal that we can see, just simply because it, you know, the person it falls on is Julian Araujo, and Araujo just—I don't think has had the experience to really be aware of that run i think if anything you know you you almost want to blame you know the outside backs for allowing and i, and I think both inswan and felcher in this game did not have particularly outstanding games yeah but, that's you know, what i was actually gonna say was that insua got beat on the play and then you know that's what got him knocked down and and then espinoza was quick you know to be able to get that yeah he can't let he can't let you know espinoza just run him like that to the end line like he's mm-hmm. got a He's got it. That ball's got to go out for a throw in or a corner. Like that's just that's simply, you know, outside back defending one on one. But right. But then know. Tommy Thompson beat Insua, and then that's how he, that's how Vaco ended up getting the ball. Yeah, it's just that the problem is you know, our outs. We we. Yeah, it's funny because Insua, I I was really excited about coming into the season because I think you know his his pedigree speaks for itself. I mean, time at Stuttgart oh, winning. Yeah, the, still. Yeah. Winning the Bundesliga, but like you know, and again, I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. MLS is hard to get used to, but you know we. Outside back is definitely a position of uh, concern, I would say, for the LA Galaxy. Now, the question is, when Yoni Gonzalez comes in, you know, does Araujo move to the right back position, which is kind of uh, where the U.S. Uh, national team program sees him and his future? You know, to, what what happens there? That's going to be interesting to see in the future. But I think, you know, 
today highlighted that, you know, outside back depth for the Galaxy is definitely a serious concern, and, and it, it is need. That's what I was going to say, that that we're talking about being able to, hey, we want to see Araujo, but then, you know, Gonzalez can come in. It's like, that is talking about that depth and building that that we've, that we've been wanting. Because um, at one point, and I'm... I know we're jump. I'm jumping around, jumping ahead because it's just like so much to cover, but also excited <laughs> um, to be able to talk about these things. Because like, even when um, Kai Korinuk, is that how you say that? I think I think it's Korinuk. Korinuk. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, when when he made his debut, um, it, it was it's nice to be able to say, hey, we've got somebody that we can that we can sub in at that point. Yeah, and and. You know, if we, if, we, if we want to talk about the subs, you know, a player that I definitely uh, derided in the last podcast, Efren Alvarez. I mean, Efren mm-hmm. Alvarez comes in and completely changes this game. I don't think the Galaxy win this game if Efren, if, if, if Efren Alvarez doesn't have the performance that he has in, in, in his time on the field. You know, like He definitely so, looked better than against LAFC, for sure. Yeah, he, de- he definitely, I mean, his passing, his movement, you know. That that's, corner that's, kick that got legit, that goal. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the Efren Alvarez I want to see every game. And, 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 mm-hmm. and you know. I think that's my my only concern with Efren Alvarez is that it's it, he tends to be a little spotty. Um, but yeah, you know, I think you know he changed he changed the face of this game, and and I think that's you know you you want that you know to get him you know get him the confidence to to do that you know game in game out. Um, absolutely, um, you know that he's that he's still young too, and you want to. To be able to, you know, get his minutes in and and yeah, give him a chance. Which speaking of, and I know I'm jumping ahead, but where's Dunbar? Why why isn't Escaloto playing him? You know, honestly, in this game, I I don't know if if Cameron Dunbar would have been the right sub. I think you know, considering his age, considering his experience, it's a tight game. You know, I I I just I don't think this would have been his game. Um, I mean, mm. uh, you, know, you could argue that that his speed and the way that he he can you you know his straight line speed would have broken San Jose's lines and and provided a very good counterattacking outlet as kind of opposite Christian Pavon. But you know, Chaloto is uh, weird when it comes to the kids. Is kind of what I've I've officially just put up my hands and said he's just he's just weird. Yeah, yeah. The subs were later this time, but but I understood that because because of how the gameplay was going, it was okay to sub that late. Yeah, and 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 you know, I I I think Dunbar does deserve at least one or two more looks in these next, you know, however many games we get um, in this kind of weird season that that you know that is that is this current MLS season. I don't know, I, I just don't know what the plan is when it comes to like guys like Dunbar and Alvarez because it seems like you know they're either in favor or they're horribly on the outside looking in. There's really no middle ground between the two like when it comes to the way Shaloto uses them in games and it, it is kind of it's a bit disheartening at least from the Dunbar perspective considering how much promise he showed in 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 Orlando yeah yeah absolutely and I just I just want to see that we're using the depth that we're building you know that it's not just kind of same predictable I don't know what like you know we're still it looks like Escaloto sometimes is still figuring it out you know um, this is this is an incomplete roster. I think we can we can both agree on that. This is an incomplete yeah. roster. It just doesn't feel Absolutely. like there's you know there's 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 depth in some positions. There's not depth. For example, you know I don't think outside again we as we talked about outside back depth is a serious concern. Strikers a serious concern that for this team. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you know, it when, does feel like yo Zubek had his 
second start in a row, and I'm like, when he, in the 86th minute, made too many passes, he should have just taken the shot. I understand that Legette was there for an opportunity, but, like, that that really was, like, why we need we need another striker. But that's also, that I think is, you know, he takes too many touches. That player, and I, 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 you know, it's only his fourth MLS start. Like, I, I get it, you know, like, a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff, a lot of the mistakes that were made in this game, you know, I kind of, you, you can say. Uh, Christian, your your mic's cutting out. Oh, shoot. That's annoying. I'm sorry. It's okay. It cut out a bit when you were talking about Zubak and then right now. Yeah. So, you know, I just think Zubak's making mistakes that a guy that has made four starts in MLS makes, mm-hmm. you know, like he just doesn't have that confidence. I mean. You know, usually if you're taking one too many touches, it usually indicates to me a lack of confidence. I I get that. Um, you know, and outside, of, you know, a lot of the mistakes that were made in this game, I can, I I kind of I, I look at them and I'm like, oh, get it. Outside of you know, roll filter blowing coverage on a 16 year old kid making his rookie debut, you know, mm-hmm. like I I get it. And that's you know, and and a lot of the mistakes that were made were fixable. They're very prominently fixable mistakes so yeah it's not I mean, like there's glaring structural errors that you know every single time the galaxy go out and play they're they're going to have this problem it's like these are things right. that are very minor fine yeah i i think that um a lot of a lot of the i want to say like anxiety that surrounds us galaxy fans when it comes to how the team is performing is is because you are <laughs> still haunted. Um, and, you know, it's only been two matches and then we didn't get to play against Seattle. So, you know, I, understandably so, there's, there's this concern going up against Portland, even though they're, and, and we'll get into it, but, but even though they're, they're also seem to be having a uh, MLS's back tournament hangover. Yeah, and, and you know, I think... Uh, San Jose and Portland are two very different beasts, and I mean, oh, absolutely. You know, and San and, and San Jose's system is is so unique that I think it just they're you know they're so difficult to play against. So I think you know this is this is a big win, and and you know obviously Pavon excellent in a Galaxy jersey, um, and and you know mm-hmm. legit and excellent in a Galaxy jersey, and I think this is you know you hope that consistency continues between legit and Pavon in terms of their excellence. Yeah, and it's nice to be able to have these these pairings too of uh, Stairs and Depoy. Who Depoy, I feel like he's kind of the best thing that's happened to us <laughs> in a while. This long um, and to see this opportunity mm-hmm, for Depoy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, um, on a handball penalty kick, uh, Pavon leveled it, and this this match also. You know, you see, you you do see more of Bingham having to make those saves. But again, that's because, you know, give credit to San Jose. I knew that they would be a challenging team. Almeida has definitely done wonders with with this team. And and he's also a rival of um, Escaloto as well since Argentina. Yeah, and, 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 you know, Matias Almeida's system demands a certain level of... of... Matias Almeida's system playing against it demands a certain, you know constant defensive sense i mean they're they're uh, they're an aggressive team mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah well, again, I, you know david bingham's not a bad keeper like <laughs> let's, let's <laughs> dispel this right now. 
I can I can hear a few fans groaning in the background. <laughs> Not a bad keeper. Like, let's just you know stop sandbagging him, people. Yeah, no, I I definitely was confident in the saves that Bingham made. I I definitely I know that you know we we. We'd like to not be able to mention him like against that LAFC game because because again that means that our guys are are doing their job and they're doing it well. Um, but again, that that has to do with with this is a different team, different team, different game. Um, let's see. Also, like it's mm-hmm. it's just it feels good to be around the galaxy right now. Right? Like, it just feels mm-hmm. good. Like, the play right now, you know, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to be the prettiest team to watch, but it just feels good because there's confidence around the team again. And, like, that's what we've been crying out for for so long. Yeah, absolutely. And and now, legit, seems like he really has his confidence back, too. And, yes, you can credit it to... Um, <laughs> uh, the fans giving him a hard time. Uh, but, you know, as as a quote from Escaloto after the match, he obviously talks to his guys in, in the locker room and he said that, that they were able to perform exactly what they were talking about. So I'm I'm glad for that. Yeah, it does. It does feel like the mental side of things has finally kind of settled and finally everyone's kind of pulling in the same direction. Whereas in Orlando, it didn't really look like that. I think that's a really noticeable change about this Galaxy team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm happy with Stara's wearing the captain's ban. Um, he made his 99th career star for the club. So, yeah, Stara's to me seems like a natural born leader. Like this does seem like mm-hmm. a, a a very good fit, and I could see him. I could see him being a, ca- a galaxy captain for a very long time. He just kind of has that leadership quality about him, you know. And it, I don't think we talk about how kind of decently good Stara's has been in his galaxy career for like the past four or five years. Like he's been. He's been a good, you know, serviceable center back in MLS. Like he, he deserves more credit than I think he gets. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he's also and, a decent header of the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say was that you could see he he saw that ball coming and I could just see it. And I was like, All right, that's awesome. Yeah, it's <laughs> safe on the back of the net facing yeah. backwards. <laughs> it's odd for me that Steris doesn't have more headed goals. Like he's he's an aerial threat. Like he's he's a big boy, so yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I think it's time to preview that that Portland match. Yeah, so, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I apologize. No, no, go for it. Um, but what I was going to start with was, um, you know, they went all the way in the MLS's back tournament. They won their trophy. Um, their last match against Real Salt Lake saw them actually up, and then somehow they gave up two late goals and then it being a four, four, that's a high scoring game. And then they got beat by the Sounders. So before that, so once again, this is a beatable team. Uh, the galaxy have their chance to what I think like redeem themselves once again, against a, a rival against, um, that MLS is back tournament group. Um, you know, the, even the stats against San Jose, uh, by halftime, we're, we're closer. Um, it, it the end of it, it looked like San Jose had like double, no, like triple the amount of shots and and things like that. So you know, against Portland, the I remember the stats being pretty similar. And while most would say, "Oh, just forget what you know what happened in in Florida," sure, 
But that was the last reference that we have of when the Galaxy and, and Portland faced each other. And, you know, again, these other teams that Portland has faced were different beasts. You know, Orlando looked different over there. The Sounders sounder and for whatever reason are starting to kick butt again. And so, you know, um, hopefully Portland's confidence is shot when they when they come come back home. Because it's Portland's... Uh, going to be the ones that we have to travel to now well I, I agree with you that this this portland team is very different than the portland team we saw in orlando but that's because geo savarese their head coach is very good at coaching a turn mm-hmm. his teams thrive in are like critical games um you know Sorry the to repeat game, that again because i think your mic went out i think it's because my internet's really suffering today i apologize um um the the two hamsters in my little tired um, oh. <laughs> uh but what i was saying was you know sabresa and, and his teams are built for for kind of that mls is backstop tournament i don't think they're really you know some teams like, for example you know you we talk about lafc and how dominant lafc is in the regular season built for you know tournaments you know soccer whereas opposed to a team like like portland Timbers, excuse me or like the seattle sounders are very much built for tournament soccer built for extrapolating 34 results over a season um in terms of the seattle game you know i think that's an outlier um just from watching seattle last or uh two nights ago and then uh yeah, yeah two nights ago and um and then again watching the play against i think that's more a case of just seattle's a very good soccer team necessarily being a bad soccer team and then this mm-hmm. rsl this rsl game it's kind of it's very much it's hard to really glean anything because it's such a back and forth match but you know mm-hmm. rsl's game plan is get the ball to cory baird and hope he can dribble a guy and by god it worked against portland um anyway, <laughs> I, don't think this, I don't think this is a bad portland team i think this is a portland team that is streaky i think they they're they definitely um and i think it's a portland team that you know is starting to to get older like i mean you know Diego Valeri is not 28 anymore. You know, Sebastian Blanco isn't 26 anymore. Like, you know, there's, there have been games, you know, even into last year where kind of you watch the Timbers and you're like, well, it's all the same personnel, but now they've got like, you know, it's the same personnel for the 2015 team, but now they're five years older, you know, like Mm. now, like they can't put together, you know, you know, they're not just, you know, they're, they don't put together this. They, they they definitely look like you know Diego Valeria and, and you know the player that I've always said you know if if, the, if I could have one player in MLS on my team Scott Free for a very long time it was Diego Valeri. Hmm. but Diego Valeri looks you know a step behind him. Hmm. kind of you know a step back like you know this on paper this is a very good team but you know Portland does look like they're they're missing something and you know I, I mean. Of course, you know, like Diego Chara, like he's taking a step, you know, back and, and then they had to bring in an extra defensive midfielder to kind of support him because you know, Diego Chara can't really run the midfield anymore, you know, like, so it does feel like there are, this is an imbalanced Portland team, but when it clicks, it's a very good team. Like, when they get going, they get going well. And, um, you know, I think mm-hmm. you know, they're definitely still dangerous in attack. I mean, you know, even though he's, he's new to this, to the, to the league, you know, the footage I've seen him in Nisgoda is, He's he's a good player, you know. Jeremy Obobasi really starting to come into his own. Really, you know, kind of finally cashing in on that promise that we've always seen from him. You know, there, 
they're solid in the back between Mabiala and, and Zuparis. Like on like all things considered, this is a good team, but it, it, I have consistency issues when it comes to the Portland Timbers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, they're sitting fourth in the standings, but they're the only side in the top seven with a negative goal difference. Okay, they're almost kind of like the Galaxy in a certain respect. You know, they don't play pretty soccer. Like, they're not... Right. Know, they're a gritty team. Like, they're, they, they don't, you know... Even as Sabres' Cosmos teams, when he was uh, coaching at the NASL level, like, I mean, his Cosmos teams weren't pretty. Like, you know, they were good, but they weren't pretty. Um... And it's kind of the same thing here. Just you know, Savarese, he's always been kind of a fighter in his career, and 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 his teams reflect that. And so, you know, I think the Galaxy are you know this this could either be the Galaxy go out really get some offensive confidence and and win this thing you know two three nil, or we could be in for a really really boring nil nil draw. And I'm not really sure you know there's there's it's 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 an either or kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I could see this game being a draw, and like up until now, we we're you know, not doing predictions, but also wrong whenever we, <laughs> whenever we thought. So I don't want to jinx us by, by saying more, um, you know, but, but at least now I, I, I can see the galaxy take, taking this team on and that I feel like it's winnable. You know, I'm not worried about, it's going to be another embarrassing show or, you know, something like that. Like just because, you know, Portland has this, uh, what what cup did they end? It's just that MLS it's, is back. There's no like other yeah, the, cup name. Uh, yeah, I think the MLS is back. I don't know like that, that. Catholic it, it, looking. It was, it was not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you guys haven't seen the meme of the Pope holding up that that tournament cup, you you should look it up. But yeah, but but no, not not to like. I'm I'm just kidding around. Not not to take away from from our rival. The no, Portland's always been one of those those teams. Once again, that you're also know that it's going to be a physical match. It's going to be something that that the Galaxy have to show up for. Definitely still have to... Um, yeah, will, we'll see will. who takes the shots and who takes the leadership. I want Jonathan Dos Santos to be healthy enough to start. What were you yeah. going to say? Well, I, I think, you know, one one kind of key in this game is going to be Pavon against uh, the Timbers wingbacks uh, between Viafania and Duval. You know, I, mm-hmm. I like, I've always liked Viafania and, and I think he's a good player, but, you know, I... I I just really think Pavon's going to get a lot of joy against those wingbacks, um, you know, tomorrow night. I, I really think he's going to have a he, he, game he could really take by the scruff of his neck if he can get, you know, some space out in the wings. Um, then I think, you know... Sorry, you think you know what? Well, I think... I- up if if he can get some joy against the wingbacks, which I think he'll, he'll definitely get. Uh. He'll definitely get his opportunities considering the... They you know, necessarily weakness. They're not as as our wing backs, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think I think Pavone will get his opportunities compared to you know playing a a, a pretty good set of wing backs. Uh, I I think that last part cut out. We're we're having internet issues today. It's Mercury's and Gatorade. No, yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> and yeah, so we're so we're like eight other planet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think. This 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 will be a cagey affair, I think, just with the way the Galaxy have been playing over the past 180 minutes of soccer, and 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 Portland needing something to kind of get get the fire going again. I just I this is going to be a very physical matchup, I think, and I, I think the the, the fouls are going to come thick and fast. Yeah, yeah, and we have to look at that yellow card accumulation, right? Um, yeah. 
There will yeah. be some given out tomorrow night. I can guarantee that. Oh, I guarantee, you know, if Kitchen doesn't always get his. <laughs> um, but I wanted to say, like, uh, Christian Miles had retweeted what I, what I, what I, my notes on Twitter of um, my takes on just, like, real short, quick about the, the game against San Jose Earthquakes. And he had said, um, obviously, this Esqueloto deserves the credit, but this gritty resolve has Dom Kinnear's fingerprints all over it. And for those who don't remember, that's our assistant coach. Yeah, so what I, do you think about that? I, I could definitely see that. And, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, the, this does reek a lot of, 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 of the Dom Kinnear teams, of the, the, uh, excuse me, the Houston Dynamo Dom Kinnear teams. Um, Houston Dynamo mm-hmm. Dom Kinnear teams, that's a, that's a not. Yeah, say that five times fast. Uh, but yeah, it, where they they were kind of gritty and they really didn't give you an, an interest. It, it gave, yeah, giving you anything to work with, and 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 you know between Perry Kitchen and 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 Jonah, it, should he return in this game, you know I. I, I but then again. Sorry, say that last part again. Portland kind of reminds me of of, of a of a Dom Kinnear team as well. They don't give you mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 I agree with you. I agree. So you're saying that Portland just expect yellow cards. My prediction for your this internet one. decides to come in. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. Right. <laughs> my prediction for this one is just predict yellow cards. Yeah. So I'm. I mean, I still am gonna say that I want more games. I want more games. I don't know how many more games we can get in this this weird season. Um, you know, before I can fully say with confidence, like, yeah, Illy Galaxy are are back to what I would call um contenders for. MLS Cup, you know, even with all the uh, strange things with this season, but there's still things to to be seen. Is when Chicharito comes back and joins us, uh, be- because that's kind of been one of the things right now is that he hasn't been able to play since since the start of this thing, you know, like from the start, it was like he was absent on the field and it was really, really poor show from him. And I get it. I get that, you know, he's to me, like in, in the national team, somebody that's better off the bench. And then if you serve him the balls, as we've seen like wild being able to do, if you serve him the balls then he can go ahead and get them in. So I don't know how that changes things up. I'm not saying Zubak is the guy to be up on top. I, I definitely don't think so. Um, you know, Yes, he's young and and whatnot, but at the same time, I also think, um, you know, we'll have to see, yeah, like you said, like where Yoni Gonzalez is going to fit and when he's going to be able to fit. Because I still don't think it's going to be any of of these few matches that are coming up. Well, it's uh, it's funny because like this team, you know, we we win two games, two massive games and everything's feeling good, whatever. And yet you sit there and you're like, yeah, but this is still a team that's kind of rebuilding itself. Like that's the thing. It's like, it is, it has felt like since, you know, 2018, we've been in this weird position where we're competing and, and, and trying to get in the playoffs and trying to win a lost cup, but yet 
rebuilding the roster and it does feel kind of that way and it and and so like you know it it, it does it did that that that's kind of a weird feeling you know to, to to be in right like you know we're we're stoked about this galaxy team right now but you know i don't know if a lot of these pieces are still going to be there when you know in two years time yeah and when can we keep or if Pavon isn't leaving us like when is that going to be a thing that has that has to be priority number one right now i think yeah i i i, I understand why that there's been procrastination i think 20 million dollars is is a lot of money um for a guy that you know probably i think Pavon maybe if you had gone you know when he if you gone after him when he was 2021 20 million dollars makes sense but you know he's 25 26 now Twenty million dollars for a club that you know in 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 kind of an unsigned, uncertain financial future, considering revenue and and the way soccer is going to be played over the next, you know, six to eighteen, you know, sixteen to eighteen months. Twenty million dollars is a lot of money to spend for an MLS club uh, with that kind of level of uncertainty. So I, I do understand why the Galaxy are kind of dragging their feet. I, I definitely think there's probably negotiations going on with Boca Juniors to try and lower that fee. Um, we can only hope they're going to be successful. Yeah, I definitely want to keep Pavon. I think. Obviously, he he's he tears it up on the field. He's he's on fire. There's no other way to put it. I mean, um, I even wrote down what what his stats are uh, right now because because it's just you know it's what we were hoping for. Um, which is with a goal tonight. Christian Pavon now has seven goals and eleven assists in just eighteen games for the club, which is averaging a goal or an assist every game. Yeah, like that's that's hard to replicate. That's hard to replace. Um, and so I, I hope that, you know, the, the, the negotiations with Boca are successful. Um, you know, I think if they can get it down to the, the 15 to 12, 12 to $15 million range, I think there'll be, they'll, they would pull the trigger. It's just, you know, it's, it's sometimes negotiating with clubs is like pulling teeth. It's just, it's, it's a long dragged out, drawn out horrible process. Well, that said, do you think Pavone wants to stay here? Um, he's hard to read is what I, what I will say. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think he does. Um, I think he likes it here. I think he likes LA I mean, looking at his Instagram. He definitely likes LA. Yeah, um, I think so too. <laughs> but you know, I, I think, um, I, I, I do think he wants to stay. Um, but it, it, it again, it, for a player on loan, it's, it, it's kind of out of your hands really. So it, I, I think, you know, if I had to be in the mind of Christian Pavon right now, I'd say, yes, he does want to stay. But, you know, it's it's all about, you know, what does Boca Juniors think his value is and, and, and what, you know, if the Galaxy aren't going to pay $20 million, do they think they can find a club in, in, globally that is willing to pay that? And I think, you know, I, I think Boca's argument is, yes, they can. Um, do I think that argument has any merit? I don't know about that. But um, I, I hope the Galaxy can figure out a way to make this work because I, I, there are, I, have, I have seen a, a lot of players come into this league and, and very few have impressed me as much as Christian Pavon. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. I it, from what I saw on Twitter today, it's that uh, Boca Juniors needs goalkeepers because all four have tested positive for COVID. Which I hope that they recover well. But they don't need you. They don't need Christian Pavon. We do. Yeah, <laughs> we'll ship you David Bingham for Pavon. How about that? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> what a trade! <laughs> Bingham's gonna have to all learn right. how to play in Spanish now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that they all take language lessons anyway uh, no yeah. question i was just make, making a little uh a, oh. a, a, light, a light joke at david bingham's gaming uh Ab- absolutely absolutely no i'm here for it 
Well, thank you so much, Christian, once again, uh, for I, this. I, I apologize. My internet was a little bit dreadful today, but hopefully, you know, it, it happens. To, it happens to the best of us. So, uh, but thank you all for listening and please like follow, you know, we're on Instagram, simply soccer pod. We are on Twitter, simply soccer underscore underscore. You can find, uh, Christian Conway is much easier. His name to spell. And, uh, <laughs> and, Yep, and Transpans121, and I am Michelle Hootink, MC Hootink, on Twitter. So thanks again, and stay tuned. We'll have to see what tomorrow brings. Mm-hmm.